Profanity Nation. Yeah, it's the new era of man for some old school fans with a new school brand. We got money on the mic with the plan in hand. And Stat Pat to his left, they go hand in hand. And to the right, we got Simster, he putting it down. It's the Profanity Nation, we running the town. Yeah, it's the Profanity Nation. Profanity Nation. Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast, where we are the voice of the professional fan. As you can see, we are in our new studio. Money Mike is with me. Stat Pat can't be with us today, but Money Mike, how are you doing? Man, um, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good, but these Lakers are killing me, man. Yeah, there's there's definitely some questions with the Lakers, right? Yeah, uh, listen, a whole lot. A whole lot of questions with them because... Like they're not even being competitive, and 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 I don't understand that. Like we have all these name brand players, and we're not being competitive. Like 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 getting off to a slow start is one thing, but this is kind of scary. It is because you know, I I believe that you have to construct a team to and and have certain strengths at certain categories versus them put all star team together. Um, and and I feel like that's kind of like what we've done, and you know, don't. It's only two games. It's only two games. So I'll say that it's only two games exactly. Okay. Well, if you watch the show, if you watch the Profanity Nation podcast, and you know, we always start our episodes with the man himself, our, our buddy, and he gives us all the great advice, Marco Nunez. Marco, how are you doing today? Thank you for joining us. I'm doing well. Doing well. How's everybody doing? We're doing really man. well. Man, you know what? NBA season started, man. We're not doing no fantasy football. I need to figure out when these players going to get back in the court because maybe that's the reason why we owe in two. I know it's no time to panic, but I am annoyed. <laughs> so I want to ask you about the couple of injuries. You know, um, we got Taylor, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. Uh, he has a right thumb. He has no timeline on that. Um, I know he's right-handed. Um, I know it's the thumb. I know the thumb controls a whole lot of stuff. Uh, but I know also, like, Kobe and other players, they was able to wrap a thumb, you know, wrap other fingers and, and possibly be able to play and get feel and touch. You're laughing at me. You're, you're, you're probably going to say it's the thumb. You can't do that, right? No, no. I'm, I'm kind of laughing a little bit because it's, it, you're, you're comparing Kobe with other players. Thank um, you. That's exact. I wrote down. I'm all fair to compare to Kobe. I was. That was my next question to you, Marco. I'm all. Is it yeah, even fair to use that as a point of reference? But that's my standard, though. So. Oh my goodness! I, I, I get it, and, and I think that's one thing about Laker fans that we're a little, that we're a little spoiled because we've had Kobe, and we've had that Kobe. Kobe kind of has set the standard. Now, I'm not disagreeing with you that that should be the standard as, as a Laker, as, you know, as a Laker player. If you're an athlete with Lakers, you know, there, there, there's some I don't want to say responsibility, but um, that comes when you are, when you put on the uniform, right? Right. Um, Kobe's, you know, the standard. Magic Johnson, Kareem Duljubar, you know, that's the standard, and the standard usually comes up higher than than any other team. Now, I'm not trying to knock other teams down, but it is what it is. When you're a Laker right. fan, or when you're a Laker player, and you, you throw on that jersey, you throw on those shorts, and you walk onto the court, you're expected to elevate your game, elevate your attitude, and sometimes elevate your pain threshold. Pain threshold <laughs> and strength. Right, or just go to another team where they their standard is 
is there, you know. Well, but there's also there's got to be a difference, right, Marco? I mean, uh, if you have a rookie coming in and he has a thumb injury versus Kobe coming in with a thumb, Kobe dictates if he's going to play with that injury or not, where the rookie may not even have that choice. Is that correct? Uh, y- yes and no. I mean, to some extent, you know, the, the, there, there's athletes and whenever we work with, there's athletes where, where we have to kind of encourage them a little bit and give them a little kick to the behinds. Hey, you're okay. Let's go ahead and go, go that way. And then you have the other spectrum, the other side where you have athletes where you're like, Hey, you know what? I need to slow down. You know, we, we need to, we need to think about, you know, ahead of us. And Kobe was one of those guys that we kind of have some, just had to pace him at, at some times. So otherwise he would just kind of go crazy type of thing. But then again, the, the great thing about working with Kobe and athletes like Kobe is that they understood the body already. Like you mentioned, when a rookie comes in, they're brand new. They don't understand the you know the wear and tear that's going to kind of come down to them during the game. They don't understand the long season. You know, going from only thirty-two games in college to all of a sudden eighty-two plus playoffs, it's hard to try to gauge that, especially if you haven't had that experience. Players like Kobe, players like you know LeBron, they already understand. You know, you know what? I understand my body. I know what I can push through. I know what I can't. I know when I kind of have to sit down or have to ease up or where I can actually hit, you know put the pedal to the metal and let's go type of thing. Okay, cool. So Taylor Horton Tucker is not a rookie. This is what third, fourth year. Um, what's up with this thumb? I mean, I mean, you know, and, and and the report is very vague. It's like I said, it's it's no timeline and, and no and a thumb injury. Well, that, and that's the problem with it is that you know, as 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 you, as you all know, that's one of the things that makes us different from the animal kingdom is that we have an opposing thumb, and that's kind of where we grip grip with everything. If you don't have that thumb it's going to be difficult for you to just pick up that cup of coffee type of thing or, or the glass uh, thing or anything like that sort. So that thumb is a huge component when you're gripping the ball, when you're passing the ball, when you kind of get the feel of the ball. So any other finger you can kind of buddy tape and kind of let's go along with it. You know, most of the times you see players kind of buddy taping it, buddy tape here, buddy tape this, but it's very hard to buddy tape and say, let's go with the thumb because the thumb itself is a whole different component and that you need that grip. You need that part. Um, as far as the timeline, I'm, I'm guessing that they, they don't want to put a timeline because they don't want to put pressure on him as far as when to come back. Um, and, and it varies. Yeah, so is this something that it's more of a wait and see? It, it seems like it's more of a uh, pain threshold. Like you said, when he can get that strength back maybe to actually get uh, the grip and be able to control the ball and such. Exactly. So once he's able to grip the ball and with with minimal pain or tolerable pain, so to speak, along with making the pass, also same thing when you make the passes, you you kind of do this and the thumb kind of goes in there, same thing receive, same thing and shoot, and everything that sort, same thing with dribble type of thing. So it's going to come down to like a pain tolerance. Again, it's hard to compare these players with with Kobe because pay, Kobe's pain threshold was was crazy. Um, I'll give you a quick story. One of the first times I kind of met Kobe, I was still with the LA Defenders. I come into the locker room. Um, I think he had a swollen ankle that one day he had like a 30 degree sprain ankle. That thing was like fat, purple, blue, you name it. I was like, you know, this guy's not going to play whatsoever. And I'm just going to watch him. I'm watching Gary doing the treatment with him, blah, blah, all this stuff. All of a sudden, you know, KB leaves the training room, goes into the locker room, comes back, grabs the shorts, his game shorts. I'm like, that's kind of common. Players bring the game shorts because they don't bring extra clothes. Jumps on the table, gets taped, goes, gets his game day shoes, uh, puts them on, puts on his jersey, goes out, puts up his 30. But that's Kobe. <laughs> That's how it goes. It's exactly. that, you know that's when I, that's when I realized this guy's made of a you know he's a beast. He's a beast. When 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 you were on the sideline uh, watching Kobe go through some of those moments and uh, some of those pains, were you seeing things that maybe the the common guy wasn't seeing? Maybe a grimace here and there. Uh, you knew, you know, obviously behind the scenes, you're going to know a Kobe better than anybody uh, being there. Um, and obviously, he did have a high tolerance for pain, but everyone still feels it. So, were you able to tell a little bit more and a little better than the others, or did he hide it just as well from you? 
No, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, sometimes there, there's certain movements that you can tell that he would start kind of compensating. But the, the thing about Kobe is that he would kind of figure out different ways how to be out there on the court type of thing. I still remember the time that he had some discomfort with the right shoulder and, you know, he couldn't lift his shoulder up type of thing. And he started shooting, passing, doing, remember, layups with exactly, started using the left hand type of thing. I mean, that's that's not normal, so to speak. Most players, when they get their shoulder done, boom, they're done, they're out type of thing. Um I remember, I'm not trying to call anybody out, and I'm not going to call anybody out right now, but remember we had a player with the Lakers um, that helps us spray their thumb, and during the sideline, he's already yelling, screaming, that's it, I'm done for the year, I'm done for the year, I'm out. I'm, out. I'm like, dude, if the spray is up, I'm down, we'll take you all time and think. Um, so, yeah, so like, like you said, Money Mike, it's, it's sometimes when you do put on the Lakers uniform, uh, there's certain standards that are expected of you as an athlete. You know, it's just the way it is. Yeah, you know, and look, I, I know when things like that happens, you, you kind of look at him like, dude, I don't even want you. Like, if you're not even role modeling after, like, I'm, I'm like, you know, if I, I look at certain, I look at certain things like this. Like, okay, I understand that Kobe, nobody's going to be Kobe ever again. Sure. Um, nobody's going to have his pain threshold. But that that player that has zero pain threshold, like if <laughs> if Kobe's that, you know how they say, is it zero to ten? If Kobe was a ten. I need everybody on the team to at least be at the five. You know, <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's just that's just me. Like, yeah. you know, zero to four. You know, you you're you got to be a five. You got, you know, what I mean, <laughs> if, if if your pain level is at a four, you you I feel like you got to play because, and I know that that may be unfair for me to say, but that's just my feeling. But let's let's move on. Um, and look, I guess with Tanner on Tucker because it's a thumb. I'll be uh, if he was playing. I'll be upset if he was turning the ball over, right? So, Correct. okay, I'll give him a pass on that. Malik Monk, uh, he has a right groin injury. Um, they haven't said the grade yet, um, but they have no. What frustrates me is is, and I know why they do it. You've talked about it before, but the, it's a no time. It's a no time. Uh, uh, period. Like, no you know, yeah, like you know. Oh my gosh, that, that's just so frustrating. It's like that—that that sounds like forever for me. That sounds like you know it's not going to happen for another three months. You know what I mean? Like that whole thing. But I know they don't want—they don't want to be held to anything, right? Correct. And I think the league has changed the rules. That uh, they've changed the rules over the last couple of years. I remember when I was there, they—they they wanted uh, you couldn't use the word out indefinitely. At some point, they kind of eliminate that. They wanted a specific timeline, so we had to put a timeline. Now I think they've gone to. They switch that they allow you to do out indefinitely type of thing, which what that means is that we don't know exactly when when the athlete's going to return. We don't want to put the pressure on the athlete. We want to give them time to kind of heal type of thing. So out, you know, no no timeline meaning they're not sure. But usually, as far as you know, in any muscular strain, and plus they haven't identified it whether it's a first, second, or third degree strain. So once they identify that and once they report that, then we'll have a better idea as far as what we're looking at. First degree, we're looking anywhere between one to three weeks approximately. A second degree can be up to, you know, um, anywhere from three to six weeks. And obviously a third degree can be a little bit longer up to like eight weeks, which is about two months or so type of thing. So it's just a matter of waiting to see what they identify the, the, the strain as. Now, again, in basketball, hamstrings and groins are very crucial because of the pivoting movement and especially the athlete's position. So you kind of have to be careful. We saw what happened last year with AD. Granted, it was a playoff. He kind of came back a little bit early. He kind of re-aggravated. Malcolm Wood, thank God he didn't do anything severe, more damage to it. That you know he was able to rehab in the offseason and then be back this season as well. All right. So then we, now we have uh out out this annoys me too. Like Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> yeah, you know, so so they have announced that he has a bone bruise in his knee. Um, yeah. 
they're going to reevaluate him in two to three weeks. I'm like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> if I hear two to three weeks, I want him to be back. Why are we waiting two to three weeks to even reevaluate? So, again, here's the thing I think that, that we've talked about as far as bone bruises. The one thing about bone, bone bruises is they're very, very unpredictable. And it also depends on what the location of the where the bone, where the bruise is located as far as the, the uh, as far as in the bone type of thing. Is it so, actually again, a bruise in the bone? A bone bruise yeah. is actually a bruise in the Correct. bone? Yeah, so it's right on the bone. If you do an MRI, you'll see a little bit of, uh, it'll be kind of lighted up. So you'll see some discomfort in there. You'll see a little bit of swelling in that area type of thing, just like you do kind of you get like a little black and blue on the outside type of thing. Um, so it, so it is, it's, it's a bone bruise in that area. So it's just kind of damaged, so to speak. It's not fractured. It's not broken. There's no stretch fracture. It's just a nice little contusion in that area, which is a bruise. Um, but those areas, those bone bruises are very, very unpredictable. That's the one thing about it that kind of sucks is that you don't have a timeline. Some players can come back in a couple of weeks. Some players may take a little bit more time, a month or so. Um, I remember NB last last year, they said he'll be back in two weeks. And I remember myself and a couple of my colleagues and some physicians were talking like, yeah, two weeks is kind of, that's pretty optimistic. Um, but then again, also depends on where the bone bruise is located um, in, in the knee itself type of thing. So that's going to just, so what they're doing is basically going to wait two, three weeks, probably reassess them, get them moving, get them on the bike, get them maybe doing the ultra G and, and see how he feels and see if, if how he responds the next day within 24, 48 hours. And that, that'll determine whether, okay, you know what, you're on the right path or we're going to have to just wait and see. Can, can a bone bruise accelerate or, or turn into anything else worse or is it strictly a painful situation? Well, one, it, it's a painful situation, but if it turns into something else, and we're looking at a compensation pattern. Now, is the athlete going to be kind of limping out there? Is the athlete going to be compensating? Can it lead to a muscular strain somewhere else? Can it lead to an ACL? Of course, you know, that's the one thing about that you want to look at. You don't want the player out there kind of limping. You don't want the player out there, you know, um, hobbling, so to speak, or compensating, because then you can kind of get another injury. So that's the one thing you got to look at. Plus, it's, it's still early into the season. Last thing we want is athletes to create, you know, have a long-term injury and then they're off for the rest of the year or off for like two, three months. So this isn't one of those things where, hey, what's your pain level? Is that a four? I can play with the bone bruise. It's best to rest it. Well, it's a combination of both. Yes. So we're, we're going to be looking at the pain level. Once they get to a point where they're comfortable as far as the pain tolerance, then we'll get them out there and play. The second thing that the staff, the sports medicine staff is going to be looking for is their movement patterns. You know, when they get out there, are they hobbling? Are they limping? Are they favoring? Are they compensating? Um, anything of that sort. Once they're, as long as they're not compensating, as long as that they're hobbling and the pain tolerance is good enough for them to, to be able to play, then he'll be able to out there and be, be running up and down the court. All right, man. Well, listen. <laughs> I know these weren't, these weren't the answers you probably wanted to hear today. No, you know what, though? But I appreciate the honesty always. That's why we love you, Marco. Uh, you know, it's just frustrating, man. You know, we're, we're, we have this uh, well, all-star ready. Yeah, this all-star, all-star team. team. You want to get out there. You know, we were, owing, we were owing sits in the preseason. Everybody was saying, don't worry about it. It's the preseason. <laughs> you know, now we're 0-8. We're, we're you know what I'm saying? Right now, um, well, it looks like we may win. Um, yeah, uh, it's 57 seconds left, and we're up by three. But it's Memphis, like you know, it's not who played Clippers last night. <laughs> who, played Clippers, who played Clippers last night? So uh, yeah. it, it, that, that that standard is not that high. So yeah, it's a little frustrating, you know, with everything. And then you know, we have injuries. Let, let me ask you, Mark, are you surprised at the Lakers' slow start? Even though it's just uh, the beginning, no. are you surprised? I mean, it, no. I mean, it, it takes. Here's the thing: it, it takes some time. The, the way I look at this, remember that uh, a couple or more than a couple of years ago, when they built that All Star team, also with Gary Payton, Carmelo, mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, people, when they saw it on paper, people were like, hey, this is not a Madden championship type of thing. We're ready to roll. But it takes time for players to be able to build that chemistry. You can't just put them all in the corner and say, let's go kind of go roll. You know, if we're midseason, we're like an all-star break and we're kind of struggling at this time. I'm like, okay, what at that point? It's or it was or Christmas Day. We're like around Christmas Day time. Yeah. Okay. It's only two games. Um, yeah. Exactly. They start measuring. They start building that chemistry type of thing. Right. I get that, but <laughs> I, listen, I completely get that. But I think that's the reason why we have preseason games that they should be playing in, right? Like you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry. We're talking to you more about. You know, uh-huh. It's not even about injuries anymore, but yeah. you know, when when nobody comes or plays a preseason game, not even the first half. Or all three of them yeah. on the court when they can, then it makes it frustrating when okay, we literally were down by thirty-two points in the last sure. game. Well, he, he, that's that's a two-edged sword as, as you're talking about. Yes, you want the preseason for the, for these players to kind of match and be able to play. But then the other argument is, what would you say if let's say Russell Westbrook does play, you know, thirty minutes in, the, in, in during preseason one game and then he gets hurt and he's out for like a month? Everybody's like, dude, it's preseason. Why is he out there? That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what is he doing? That's what the coach is responsible for that. Right. So right. it's a so, no win. Think of these. Th- why don't we do this? Why don't you think these next eight games as their preseason? Okay. All right. Cool. Right. So, so next, next week, and then we'll, we'll 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 talk about it again. But but the truth is, Marco, that we know in the West that eight games in the regular season, using them as preseason, losing even a couple games is the difference right. between first and maybe even fifth or sixth spot in the West. So we, yeah, we can right. say it's preseason with this team. And, and then we have to just say, okay, so their goal is just get into the playoffs and, and kick ass when they're there. Um, but we know, you know, that maybe one or two games can separate three or four spots. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Especially yeah. So, in the West. That's the one yeah. thing about the Western conference. It's always been like that for as long as I remember it. Absolutely. So it does matter. Okay, Marco, thank you so much. Please let everybody know the best way that they can keep up to date with what you've got going on. Sure. If you guys have any questions, feel free to follow me on Instagram at MarcoANunion17, or you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel at Evolve Athletic Performance. Thank you, Marco. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. All right. Thanks, Marco. Bye. All right. So uh, is it final yet? No. Um, I think there's yet. one little timeout, forty something seconds yeah. left. All right, so so we're looking soon. Let's 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 chat just a little bit. Of course, uh, if everybody's sitting there, we do have a special guest coming very very soon. We have our buddy, uh, Big Baby Jonathan. You all know him. Uh, he has his own podcast. He has. Uh, interviewed several times Dwight Howard. He's gotten Robert Ory. He's a very big Lakers fan, and we'll have him on in just a minute. Friend of our show. Friend of our show, big time. Always has been, and uh, it's been a long time since we've had him on, so we're looking forward to this. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, um, we're talking about the Lakers, and, yeah, they're a slow start, but I did want to just chat a little bit with you. I did have a chance to make it out to the Lakers opening night. Okay. And uh, that was nice. It was a great game. Uh, definitely celebrity. We lost. We lost. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> never, for me, you know, they, a win is is the only is, way to have a great yeah, game. I mean, listen, like, why do we go <laughs> <laughs> well, to win? Yeah, to right. win. Well, you know what? It, you know what? The atmosphere was the first time that I've been in Staples with the atmosphere since COVID, and it was great. Mm-hmm. So you had all the celebrities there. You had Shorty there. You had Adele. Uh, you had Usher, Justin Bieber, uh, Mayweather. Everybody was there. All the normal celebs were there hanging out. So it really just for a second there, or at least that that moment until you realized we were losing, <laughs> you got that old feel right. of being back in Staples. And, and for me, that's awesome. 
So for me, that was great. And that's um, hopeful for this season that, you know, the, the sixth man being the fan is back in the building and hopefully going to get this team and keep this team um, honest and keep them on the, the right track, right? Yeah, I mean, because, you listen, it, it really is championship of bus. I mean, there's no reason um, we reconstructed this team. Um, so we, we put these, you know, MVPs. We have two MVPs on the court. We have well, at least three, at least four Hall, Hall of Famers on the court. 72 all-star, all-star players. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like everyone. Literally. So, so, yeah, no, yeah, you're, so. you're absolutely right. This is championship or bust. So, so without further ado, let's go ahead and bring in our guest here. Let's go ahead and bring in Big Baby Jonathan. Hey, Big Baby, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. No, thanks for coming on. Thanks. It's been a long time since we've had you here. We're in our new digs, our new studio. We're kind of digging it. This is our first week here. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's nice. It's bigger. And um, yeah, you know, new new location, new, new. It's uh, still hot. It, yeah, a little bit. It's still warm. Yeah. I, I I totally thought, you know, I, I complained about the other studio. I thought this one was going to be nice and cool. And I was ready. I even brought a sweatshirt. Look, what is it? A sweatshirt over there thinking it might be cool. And I'm still sweating. So we're going to work know. on that. Hey, well, you know what? <laughs> Maybe that's because I'm really so upset about how the Lakers are performing, right? right. But, you know, we're we're up by three with a couple of seconds left in the game, big baby. Uh, I was talking to you earlier. You said um, you're not worried about the zero and two start. Looks like we're about to be one and one and two. Uh, you're you're happy with this win? Uh, it's not over yet. Um, John Morant's at the free throw line, about to be down one. Lakers have the ball with 11 seconds left, so we'll see what happens. But as far as being zero and two, not worried. It's a long season. We're gonna have our highs or lows, and you know what I mean. I'd rather go through it now than in the playoffs. But, but, baby, we know. And I was just talking to Marco about this. The West is just way too tight. Mm -hmm. uh, do we do we need to to consider that we need that home court in that first round this year, or, or do we are we just under gonna are we gonna at this time in the season gonna say we just need to get to the playoffs and we really don't care? Yes. Rest LeBron, rest AD, whatever. Once we're once we we're we're locked for the playoffs, we're good. Let's just get there. Is that is that what Laker fans are thinking of? Yeah, at this point, man, we got good veterans: Dwight, LeBron, Carmelo. You know, once we're fully healthy, THT hasn't played yet. Wayne Ellington, Carm, um, Wayne Ellington, THT. All them boys haven't played so far. So we have to see what this team comes together. You know, I say, Laker Nation, relax. Wait till by All Star break, we we'll really know about this team. So wait till the All-Star record really know about this team if for a championship contending team. Look, I, I just don't want to get Los Angeles Dodgers. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, every, I you, know, you know, we had the team. We had 106 games, and, and you know, we were supposed to be repeated, and and, and you, you see where we got, you know, where we're going there. Like, you know, we have Madden champions. We have Hall of Famers. We have all these, these, these pieces that we put together, and then, you know <laughs> – Everything just fell apart, you know, and you and know. that's always my concern when we have, um, you know, just so much talent, you know, so many you know, the MVPs, the All Stars, and everybody on there. I think it's so much more about um, putting together players that actually can know their role. Buddy Hill. Right, you know, you know what I mean. Like, you know, that's that's my thing. Like, I, I personally said, you know, uh, uh, buddy, yo. listen. And all the reason why we're having the conversation because we're over oh, and two. I'll be honest with that. So, you know, and I know somebody gonna jump on me, you know, in a couple of weeks. Like, you're done, you're done, you're he was done. going off, but listen, I would have preferred Bradley Beal over Westbrook simply because I felt that he would have been been a better fit for the way the team was constructed. Mm -hmm. um, Carmelo, I. 
needed Carmelo for sure to come off the bench. I don't need him to start because the ball only goes one direction, and that's to the court, which means we're not running offense. Mm-hmm. Um, Vogel, uh, I, I'm just laying everything out. The fact that Vogel said we're going to have an open offense, uh, <laughs> you know, like what does that mean? Like you, you, that you're going to have an open <laughs> offense in, in, in the beginning. And then what kills me about that is Vogel is supposed to be a defensive uh, coach, and we're not playing any defense. Like there are a lot of holes in there. You don't see that, baby. Uh, yeah, I see it at times, man. It's a long season. We will get through this, man. And uh, we're up three with seven point three left, man. So, you know, hopefully we get a defense stop and win the game. But like, it's a it's a long season, long process. LeBron's not worried right now. You know, I'd rather be like fix it now than we have these lapses in the playoffs. You know what I mean? The only time I would panic if we're down 0-3 in the NBA Finals. That's the only time I'm going to be panic, or in the first round or second round. So it's I'm not worried. You know, we'll get together and start winning. I'm just going to say this that that I'm just kind of tired. I've we've been here before. We've been here before. We're like, oh, it's just the preseason. Oh, it's just this. We have the stars. It's oh, don't worry. It's until this time. Oh, when we get there, we'll judge this. And you know what? I'm just kind of tired of that. I want to just get out and start effing playing. I just want to play. I don't need to be dominating, but I also don't need to see all these hiccups and so forth. Um, you know, the pressure's on, big baby. The pressure's on. Look, the the, the trade for Buddy Heald was almost done. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically was done. Kuzma thought he was going to Sacramento. Everything was basically a done deal. And then at the last minute, the Westbrook offer came through. That is definitely a LeBron AD move. Let's do Westbrook instead. So the pressure's on. Um, they have to make this work. They have to because the – the better fit was healed. The better talent might be Westbrook, but the mm-hmm. better fit was definitely healed. Do you agree with that? Yeah, most definitely. You know, um, but he was very talented. You know, could spread the four, shoot the three, play a defense. And I get why this late uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis said do the Westbrook trade. You know, they were trying to form a big three in L.A. and you know, they're good buddies. Do you remember when Anthony Davis went up to Westbrook after Washington beat the Lakers after Westbrook had a dominated game, went up to – Anthony Davis went up to Westbrook. I knew he was going to be a Laker. You know what I mean? That was it. That was yep. the that was the the wink. The wink. You know how Le- uh, LeBron did that to uh, Lonzo Ball back in Cleveland days. You know, so I'm not surprised about Westbrook start so far. Like I noticed about Westbrook, he starts off really slow in the beginning of the season and turns it up in the second half of the season. That's how I that's how I see Westbrook doing right now. And uh, yeah. Okay, so so big baby. I mean, look, I, I love first of all. Your 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 breath of fresh air. I mean, I love your optimism. Tell me what's wrong with this team right now. Like the first two games, I know you. I've, I've watched you go off. Tell me you haven't been going off, man. You know, uh, and what you saw. Tell you know, t- you know. T- give me what your commentary was. I know you're on here, like, oh, we'll be okay. It's only two games. You know, we it's a long season. We have seventy nine more to go. I love all that from yeah. Like I tell you're watching game one. What what what's your reaction and what happened? And then we're down by 32 in game two. Um, what, tell me, tell me that. Tell me, give me that bit, baby, for a minute. Man, we got punched in the mouth, man. You know, by the Warriors, you know. And Phoenix too. You know, we play lazy. Just seems like we set felt disinterested at times and then we're lazy. Down. Lazy, lackadaisical. But I noticed when I criticize my Lakers, a lot of Laker fans get on me. I criticized the team last year and I got bashed for it after we lost to Phoenix. I said Le- I said this after LeBron gave up that defensive play, put his head down, and I tweeted some things, and Laker Nation's mad at me. So I'm just more humble 
this season. No, man. No, listen. Look, you know, call it as you see it, big baby. That's for sure. Yeah, I know, but a lot of Laker fans get uh, butthurt what I have to say, but listen, this is what it is. Look, I'm sorry, man. That's that's what Profane Nation is about. We we talk from our feeling, you know, from the 300 section and how we really, really feel. Like right now, look, you know, what are we? We down by one, right? Yeah, up one with 66. Oh, oh yeah, one. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm looking on my phone. So I'm like, man, okay. They should be able to put away a Memphis team that just played the Clippers last night yeah. and they're on the back to back. I mean, and, come on. And AD's at the free throw line. Okay. Yeah, great. But see, here's the thing, man. So I look. Don't listen. We won't. Well, we are, I'm going to say it is something to, to worry about. We, we well, are going to broadcast this, man. But, you know, let's be real, man. Like, if we look bad. We, and yeah. we, have, we have these we have these all stars on there. And then one thing I don't like about LeBron is I my my constant criticism of LeBron is mm-hmm. if he's in a position where he feels like the game is out of hand. Mm hmm. And there's no up. and there's no chance of coming back. He gives up. Then he doesn't um, come back on he, defense. He doesn't, he doesn't come back and be and he doesn't play. Look, and I'll give you an example, man. I, my my daughter was, uh, you know, on, on a sorry soccer team, and I'm mm-hmm. on the sideline, and my and my daughter was moping around. I asked her what was wrong with her, and mm-hmm. she said, "We're going to lose." And I told her, "You don't be the reason." Mm-hmm. And then she went and scored a goal. And look back at me. Now they still lost, but she was not the reason why they lost. Right? I need LeBron to not be the reason. If we're down by 32, you know what I mean? Play like you're the MVP. Play like they're calling you the GOAT. You know, don't, you know, don't just be like, hey, we we're not gonna get back and then just play last of the days ago. I hate that. You don't be the reason why we lost. Yeah, most definitely, man. I get on LeBron at times with that, and I saw it when we got blown up by Phoenix. You know, I know LeBron does that a lot. He does it a lot. Like, I saw that in the playoffs against Phoenix. You know yep. what I mean? I saw him put his head down, and yep. I said, LeBron, you got to get back on bleeping defense. What's wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like, you got to get back. And then, like, like, I don't understand. We're allowed to criticize these players because this is our team. This is our – this is what we want to see. We want to see greatness. We do. Yeah, That's we keep game. it real. Yeah. So, it's like, you know, if LeBron misses a game-winning shot – you know what I mean? He got to do better. You know, you know, it's I'm just want to win. I'm tired of this narrative about this team. I just want to win and dominate the league and get this championship. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, look, I get that. But like I said, I see. I believe in the preseason that losing uh, mm. is a culture and it's mm. contagious. Mm. And if you go 0 and 6 in the preseason, you're you're accepting that ah, it's only pre. Ah, it's only, and then by the time you get into that first game, you can't turn it on course uh yeah baysmore fouled john morant yep at three yeah, hey, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, see, and there you go. What, what's going on? All right, bring hey, us through it. Me, bring us through. What are your thoughts real. right now? You just what you just sighed. What were you thinking? Come on, what did what did you feel? We want the real bleep it why out. The, why the bleep would you foul? Can't be as more like. Are you kidding me, man? Like, why would you foul right there? You know what I mean? And if it's he makes a, all three of those, I guarantee you LeBron's going to pass it to Carmelo for the win. Calling it right now. All right. Well, unfortunately, they may actually need to do that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. That's but, not uh, the way it should be, but okay. But you know how LeBron is in current time situations. He's, he's a point guard first. He's a point guard first mentality when it comes to current time. He likes to facilitate and make the right basketball play. Oh, man. Way I've seen up. that. 
I see that time and time again when we had Danny Green against Dallas. He drove to the lane, kicked it to the corner. You know, and so. Danny Green missed it. They made it to go to overtime. <laughs> that was time. Oh, that, that was a different game. That was, yeah, oh, that, that was the one game. Oh, you mean that we one won. game? We won. He missed the free throw. Wait, wait, we missed. Yes. No, he could still miss that last one and put it back in, right? No, we won. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna win. Uh, the fight, the dreaded fight on the bench, big baby, between your boy Dwight. <laughs> What's going on there? Um, Concerns? No, it's basketball. You saw LeBron Lamar Chalmers do that. You know, on the bench before, it's basketball. It's heat of the moment, and they squashed it right uh, after that happened. See, see, that's the problem. They, they squashed it. It's basketball, though. You're going to uh, have moments You're gonna have moments like that, though. Okay, did they really squash it? Did they, did they really squash it? Uh, yeah, really? they did. Really? They did. I mean, okay, I know I know, I know, know that they said, hey, we squashed it. That's what the, the narrative is going to be, of course. I, I, I know I know that they, they squashed it. You know, yeah. they said they squashed it, but did they really? That, they, that's like two kids fighting in school. Yeah. And the counselor says, you guys better squash. You're like, it's squashed. And then you walk right. out of that friggin' office and you're like, all right, man, it's me. After yeah. school. I mean, come on, in front of the authorities. Yeah, it's squashed. Yeah, because neither one of them <laughs> wanted to suspend it, right? Yeah. yeah. But no, what do you think? What do you think what was said? That's why what, what do you think Anthony well, first got of all, this up? First of all, you have to look at the people that's involved, right? Yeah. And you have to, I feel the main reason why that happened is because Dwight Howard is always Goofy. emotional and always getting his feelings, right? I think Dwight Howard per, uh, was annoyed that he didn't get put on the top 75 list, right? Yes, yeah, so, he was. And AD, you know, got on the top 75 list. And, and, and Dwight Howard, you know, probably, you know, in his maturity level, probably wouldn't let that go, right? And and, and then and then I think it kind of... He's mad about his 2K score. Right, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> stuff stuff that you shouldn't worry about. But right. uh, uh, I really believe that's probably uh, a part of it. And AD probably didn't say anything to him, but, you know, he just, you know, was up about that. And then it was frustrated about the game, and then that that's what we got. Do I think that is squashed? Um, I think it's a 50-50 chance. I mean, I think that at minimum, they're going to make sure that it doesn't get played in the public eye anymore. You know, so and as long as it doesn't get in public, played in the public eye, therefore, in the, then therefore, in the public eye, it looks like they're squashed. What, what, what do you think about that, baby? Yeah, I think it's squashed. You know, but it happens. You know, you're gonna have your moments. You're gonna have altercations. But I feel like if that would happen behind the scenes, it would probably never got talked about. But it was on live television. You know what I mean? And I'm sure it happens in practices all the time. I, you probably you probably would hear stories about the late great Kobe going through it with people behind oh, the scenes. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I Jordan, Jordan too. Jordan too. You know, oh, they everybody. Were, it's, they were they were brutal. This was something yeah. much different than that. I yeah, think. yeah, but it's competitive. You know, and it's, it happens. I'm not worried about it. It's not going to affect us or anything. I'm chilling about it. You know, well, they know each other. They've played together, so they know each other, and they know first win of the season. Let's go. All right, finally. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. So now we won. It's official. One and two. Lakers are one and two. So what's the what's their um uh, what's what's their streak in the next five games? What where, where, where are they gonna go? Do you have the teams that they're are they play? are they gonna start rolling or they, is this just a anomaly win? It's just one of those wins you can learn from. Get better against uh, San Antonio. Watch okay. film get better. So are we are we beating San Antonio? Yes. Okay. Then who's next after that? Cleveland. Is it, no, Oklahoma City. Okay, what were we doing? Beating them. Okay, them. so yeah. now, so so now, now you're saying that we're going going a three game winning streak. 
Yeah. I, I you know, and, and and now the Lakers are three and two. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. Big baby, I got a question for you. Yeah. All these new players on the Lakers, besides perhaps Westbrook, who are you most excited that they signed? Um, Malik Monk. Love his game, his tenacity. Really? Yeah, he 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 can score at will. You know, shoot that mid range pad defense. Also, too, I like Austin Reeves. You know, really? Okay. Yeah, I like Austin Reeves' okay. defense. You know, he came in the game, came in the game, made some good plays while he had the opportunity. You know, got that deflection, leaked out, made the layup. You know, and then cut down LeBron threw the ball for left. Right. Now, now for nostalgia purpose, who's your favorite pick for the from this new team? Um, like as far as players, probably players Carmelo. who came back. Oh, no players came, came back. <laughs> so oh, many. Uh, uh, Dwight. You know, Dwight. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'd have to say I'm Trevor Ariza, even okay. though we haven't yeah. seen him yet. But I'm a little bit more Trevor Ariza, even though I do like Dwight, and I'm very happy he's back. He should have never left. That, that was a, such a Dwightism, a Dwightmare. Uh, again last year that, i think that was on him as well but uh you know he seems to be having fun again and yeah. he's back in the building so that's a good thing so yeah. let me ask you big baby i mean yeah. this is just me i'm thinking i don't want carmelo in the starting lineup i want him coming off the bench and i only want him to if we have a lull in points mm-hmm. for him to come out there and get a like maybe you know 10 points in a bunch and then go back sit on the bench uh, I don't want him to be an intricate part of the offense. I just want him to be a scorer at times when we need it. Well, what, what do you think about that? Um, he had a big 28 points tonight. He did his thing. You know, there were times where the offense was struggling. He threw it to uh, Carmelo and he was scoring. So I don't mind him coming off the bench doing what he did tonight. You know, I love the energy from Carmelo rebounding and everything, man. I like that energy from him tonight. And, you know, first couple games he's doing good too. You know, 16 points right there. And it's, everything's good on Carmelo's front. You know, hey, hey, he had he had a good game tonight. Twenty eight and two blocks, two blocks tonight. How many assists? How many assists? Probably, probably zero. You know when you pass probably the ball, zero. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, because you, you know when you pass the ball to Carmelo, it only go it only get passed one way. It's yep. towards it's towards the backboard. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but so, hey, yeah. So let's let's get in, let's get in the uh, in the rest book a little bit. So we got rest book, um, and and what I feel is that um, Westbrook needs to. I mean, I, obviously because of the dynamic of everything, you know, Westbrook has to start, you know, along mm-hmm. with LeBron. Yeah. Uh, but I feel that when LeBron Westbrook is more effective if he plays with the second with the second unit and LeBron um, on the bench. And I feel that when the breastwork goes out, Rondo should step in and, you know, kind of play along with, with LeBron, you know. Um, what, what do you think about, you know, how effective Rondo is going to be uh, on this team? And, and what do you think about my thoughts about, you know, how we, we could utilize Rondo? I like that 100%, man. But, like, um, Rondo, is going he's going to probably have that Jared Dudley role this season, I feel like. The D- Dudley role where he's just – being like a veteran coach on the sideline and he'll play, but I don't want them to play Westbrook or Rondo together. We saw that for the first two games. It didn't work. You know what I mean? I didn't like it, but as far as like Westbrook, man, or Rondo, he's all, he's going to contribute down the line towards middle of the season, man. You know, along the playoffs, playoff runs coming up very soon. All right. Yeah. Uh, Big baby, you can stick around with us for just another Mm -hmm. minute or so. Another segment. Yeah. All right. Perfect. All right, don't go anywhere. Just hang out right there, okay? Uh, We'll be right back. We're going to go ahead and take a break, everybody. Uh, If you know... If you know the Profanity Nation podcast and you know we're part of a network and part of a family of shows, 
that family of shows is the good news radio the good news radio and podcast network is where you can access and find some of the best shows and personalities in the business live and on demand right at your fingertips it's simple just download the good news radio app and enjoy all of your favorite shows on the network it's really great. Uh, we're one of the shows. We're just one. Just imagine. I, I don't even know how many now. They have three different uh, channels. They have the sports, talk radio, and now they have uh, over, Latin. O- over 25 different shows. 25 different radio. shows, and they're all excellent, wonderful talent. So be sure to, to download the Good News Radio app. You definitely want to do that. Also, if you happen to be in the Chatsworth, California area, you definitely want to stop by the Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center. You may see their information uh, scrolling along the bottom there. They are located in Chatsworth, California, and they've got just about everything you need to chill out, to hang out and to relax go on stop by there get all your products you'll be happy i promise you will that's pure life alternative wellness center in chatsworth california you can reach them at purelifesfv.org and of course we are the official podcast of the los angeles lakers fan club on the clubhouse app they have over nine thousand members they of course were riding high and riding large with their los angeles lakers tonight and helped bring that win so go ahead and if you want to be part of the show if you want to comment if you want to join live you can do that on the clubhouse app just go ahead to the clubhouse app and sign up for the los angeles lakers clubhouse room it's free and join us every sunday night at 8 30 p.m Pacific time. All right, let's get back to our guest. Uh, we are so happy to be joined today by our friend and confidant, uh, our buddy, Big Baby Jonathan. Hey, Big Baby, thank you again for joining us and sticking around for this next segment. We really appreciate it. Um, so now uh, we can restart the show and say that the mm-hmm. Lakers are currently one and two <laughs> and say, okay, um, how do you feel about the win? Go ahead, please. Hey, I feel great. Hey, but Money Mike, he has one assist. Come Anthony has one assist. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Assist, man. Hey, that's something. Go. And two blocks, too. So, yeah. That's playing defense, yeah. at least. Yeah. All but right. Right. overall, about the game, um, I liked it. It, was, it wasn't it was pretty, but still take the win. LeBron played 40 minutes, but he had 19 points, but the others followed. Like, others contributed. Carmelo had 28, 12 from Malik Monk, 22 for 80, and 13 points and 13 assists from Russell Westbrook. So, there are spurts where it's working, but it's like I feel like this game is gonna start us to get going, man. Exactly. Memphis is coming in undefeated, so you know what I mean. But the yeah. the ESPN undisputed is gonna say it doesn't count. Watch no. tomorrow. Yeah. They're gonna say it doesn't count, but Brooklyn lost. Still coming off of a back to back with the the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, game. exactly. Hey, it's but a- the Clippers are zero two, and nobody's talking about that i mean that's what well because no one talks about the clippers period so there's a, there's a, no one's talking about it because no one ever talks they could be uh uh 35 and oh and nobody's gonna talk about the clippers yeah hey, hey, shout out to we didn't make the rules there on the tgn network they was talking about they went to the clipper game mm-hmm. and everything they were talking about was how it's fun all the other festivities were the the condor. The, and, that's and, what I always ask and, when someone and, says and, I went to the Clipper game. I go, did you see the condor? Yeah, right. <laughs> and they, they talk about with the condor. Oh yeah, he jumped off the uh, yeah, uh, he you did know, a dunk, trembling, and he did a dunk. Like we never talk about the actual game. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then of course you know our so, good friend Clipper Daryl's out there, and he's not talking about his team. He's talking about oh no, the Lakers are zero two. Yeah. Well. Of course, of course, he he doesn't like to take accountability for his team being trash. 
No, yeah, exactly. No. Not hey. surprised. But let me just say, let me shout out to the beat uh, to B man on the other uh, on we don't make the rules, man. Cause he lo- he really enjoyed himself at the game, even though the Clippers lost. Well, I enjoyed myself uh, opening night too, even though the Lakers lost. Yeah, well, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't hey, big baby. Am I the only one? Or, you know, if I go to a game and I pay my hard earned money and mm-hmm. the Lakers lose, uh, then I feel like I should have never gone to that game. Yeah, because passionate Lakers fan. Your bad luck, man. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not bad luck. I'm not bad luck, but it's not a good game if we don't win. Like that's just that's just me. Yeah. What do you think about that, big baby? Yeah, I, I agree, hundred percent. Because I'm going to the Lakers Kings game in January, January fourth. So start the year off strong, watching, going to see Lakers play. Finally, since two, what two years now? Last time I went was Lakers versus Rockets. LeBron did that crazy dunk. Okay, it's like, so it's been yeah. a couple of years since you made it there. Awesome. Yeah. It's, All right. Cool. I can't wait. Can't wait, man. I'm pumped up. I'm gonna get my Laker gear, new Laker gear, part of my big baby merch out very soon for that as well. So nice. it's gonna be fun times. It's gonna be fun times at Stable Center again. Awesome. Yeah, we can't wait. Again, it was a it was exciting. Get there early. Get there yeah. early for sure because uh, the the you know the preliminary checks for your either vaccine card or I guess your test mm-hmm. uh, definitely adds to the entry time that it takes to get in there, and then um, also I, I'm not too fond of their new kiosk style ordering at the concession stands. Yeah. Um, instead of having actual people taking your order, it's a kiosk, so you have it's almost like everybody's sitting there at that one soda machine that has a thousand choices. Yeah. Everyone has to scroll through one by one to find what they oh yeah 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 yep, 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 yep so if you just want nachos you're scrolling through past the group and nobody so it takes everybody longer to there's get no search it. bar there's no search bar you could type in nachos go go to uh the what is it the fan duel or wherever it is the doghouse yeah. that, uh, the bar in all-star plaza and get your food and drinks there it's better it's okay. actually mixed drinks too just go yeah. there you can yeah, order I'll probably, eat, I'll probably eat before the game probably at bj's or something yeah, yeah, definitely. I I, yeah. I highly recommend grabbing a bite. Or El, go to hey, El Cholo. I guess yeah. thing that would be cheaper. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. For sure. if nothing else, that's for sure. So yeah, um, but uh, I think you'll enjoy it a lot. I think you'll enjoy it a lot. Are there any other teams out there, Big Baby, that you're keeping an eye on this year, or maybe uh, impressed with, or or think you might be impressed with as the season goes on? Charlotte Hornets. Really? Okay. Very talented. You know, they're um, what is it, Miguel Bridges, or what's his name? Number zero, Graz name. He's playing really well. He beat Brooklyn last game. He had thirty points. Yeah, you know? I think that, yeah, there's Miguel. Yeah, yeah, Miguel Bridges. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I like them. I mean, you know, they're definitely exciting to watch. Uh, you know, but you know, I it, it's hard for me to like even really root for another team uh, or watch a full game unless it's the Lakers. But I, yeah, I hear what you say. I definitely love watching the highlights, though. Do you think yeah. it's going to be Nets Lakers in the finals? Nope, it's gonna be Lakers Heat and NBA Finals. The Heat? Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. So you you don't think uh, Milwaukee is gonna uh, come back? I mean, Giannis got jump shot. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, my bad. I take that back. I got Lakers and Milwaukee. Okay. Milwaukee, I would think, is the next favorite. Um, the Nets is the flashy favorite. But if if you're truly uh, studying basketball, I think you'd have to go with the Bucks. Yeah, but uh, as far as like Brooklyn, like does Kyrie come back? Like, would you, I I don't know in that situation. He no, because I, I saw a report that they're entertaining trade calls for Kyrie. You know what I mean? 
That's what Wojnarowski was talking have about. To, just in case something comes across the board, but I, I don't see that happening. What about you, Money Mike? You think uh, Kyrie's going anywhere? I know you've talked about, no, but you I, don't see that happening. No, it, like, look, I. It's very interesting the whole dynamic behind that because it's, I'm actually really disappointed with the NBA mm-hmm. in, in regards to this because, you know, the fact that Bradley Beal has, mm-hmm. has made the same decision as Kyrie, and I'm not mm-hmm. judging either and that's right or wrong, at all. And, yeah. and he has no consequence just by where he's employed versus Kyrie. I think that's kind of unfair for the NBA to kind of uh, allow – these types of things to happen. I think it, it should be fair, like straight across the board. Um, if I'm an owner though, mm-hmm. um, look, I really, and if I have KD, if I have uh, Harden there, um, I'm, and I know, I know this could be controversial and everybody says I'm crazy, but I think I probably would just, um, I would probably just trade them for Ben Simmons and just go ahead and roll. Um, I think Ben Simmons uh, kind of got the raw deal in, in Philly. What position yeah. did he play? You know, he's a he's a guard. Oh, yeah. He, well, he was never a big guard on my team. See, here's the thing about Ben Simmons. The thing mm-hmm. about Ben Simmons was yeah. when he became a forward, and that's when he had to kind of get a, uh, like a shot and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So he plays great defense. I'm a person that you have to play when you ha- bring players on. You have to play to their strengths. Yes, I agree. So, so you that know, I agree. Kyrie, I love. I mean, I listen. I love Kyrie. He has great handles. He has a, a full game. Um, the thing that's probably lacking. The, I mean, if he has a weak spot, it is defense. Um, defense, we all know wins championships. I know if I got Ben Simmons on there, I know he can't. He can't do a jumper, but he can make a layup. Um, he he could he, he can could, move the ball. He can move the ball definitely, and he plays great defense. Um, and listen, we got Harden, we got KD. Like, come on now, like he's not he, he's not going to be fighting. Do over you really the ball. need that offense? Yeah, he's not going to be really fighting over the ball. And then it, look, this is no longer a headache, right? Because look, they they got blown out. They paid Milwaukee. That's who they're going to be going against in the Eastern Conference yeah. Finals, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. It was like what one twenty seven, one hundred three, or something. So, look, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, listen, I love Kyrie. I would hate to trade him, but I need, you know, you, you got to need be a full time player. Yeah, I need, I need somebody to be in the court. So, for me, I would, I would just get, I would trade him. He's, you know, he, everybody has a bad taste with Kyrie right now in New Jersey. You know, it, Ben Simmons definitely has a bad taste in Philly. So let's just make both the people happy and, and you know, just. Keep on going. What do you think? Yeah, just uh, do the trade up, trade up Ben Simmons for Kyrie, move forward. But how would that often? How would Ben Simmons fit with Brooklyn Nets? I think it would be. Listen, I think I, if I was the coach, mm-hmm. uh, I would say, okay, Ben, your strength is defense, you know, and moving the ball, and I would run offense like that for him, right? You know, like because. He doesn't necessarily have to have the ball. We just need him to play defense. Harden doesn't, right? So I'm putting him on Harden's man, you know, and and that's that's what his role is going to be. Uh, that that's that's just kind of how I see it, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because it, if 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 you do that, then you know that then Harden knows he's able to do and throw up, pop up any shot he wants to do. Katie can do whatever he wants to do, and then he, and your main role is to. Move the offense and play defense. 
Yeah, most definitely. You know, and uh, you said Ben Simmons can score. He didn't he pass up a wide open duck in the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, again, yeah. he's not looking to score, but it technically he should. He should score. He's he, you saw I said those highlights on Instagram. He'll be dominate shooting threes, and it's like, where's that in the game? Yeah, well, well when there's uh, defense, you can't do that. Okay, money. Yeah, when you, you really do, think that that's a fair straight up trade, Ben Simmons for Kyrie? I do not think it's a. Uh, I do not think it's a fair trade. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm. I do think that now I have an available player. And that's at least you're you're accepting calls, I, right? I, I at least have an available player, right? And, and because if if not, now I I don't have an available player. I have somebody that I'm on the hook to play. What I'm not sure what his contract is, but it's probably over thirty million. Oh, you know, and I, you know, we're <laughs> I have a roster spot that I can't go get another player for, mm-hmm. and. And he and he's not even interacting with the team. So even like look not by his choice. Mm-hmm. Right. But here's the thing though. So let's let's look at this. That matters, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it's not by his choice. Matters. Right. No, I get that. It, it really had nothing to do with Kyrie, but this is literally like what the situation is, right? So what I'm saying is this. Let's say if the NBA at the beginning of, of of the year says, you know what? You know, that rule will will allow you to play. Now he's been gone 35 games. Now he has to try to get acclimated into what they're doing. Because if you look at it, even last season, they only played, what, eight games ten uh, or games. 10 games yeah. um, in, in the whole season? Together, yeah. So they they still haven't had got acclimated. And now they're getting acclimated in the middle of the season. And I'm, I'm literally just giving a, a possible scenario that it probably isn't going to happen. So I, for me, I would just get rid of the headache, bring Ben Simmons over there, and try to work with him, and and see what he could get me. Yeah, I agree with you 100. Money, Mike, on that one 100. There's also another player I feel like Philly should go after if they can if they could persuade Sacramento, just call Sacramento and give me De'Aaron Fox and call it a day for Ben Simmons. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Mm, they're not going well, I don't see Sacramento doing that because they're not getting that two point back in return. Um, they may be able to swing healed since healed was already or something. Is healed gone? Is he still there? He stayed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So, but I, I don't see be them getting rid of because Simmons isn't going to fill that spot. No, but, but he's more likely to get traded at the deadline. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah, they're going to wait because he'll go to a team that's more desperate for shooting to get into the playoffs and so forth. I think you're right. I think whoever trades for Ben Simmons, they have to say we need more defense. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're, you're one. Of, you're our big defensive guard. Right. I mean, this is you know this is what we're gonna use you for, and mm-hmm. and uh, and but you need a coach that's gonna be able to come to him and say this is what your role, you know, can be because. Look, I think that's one of the biggest problems with, you know, when people make trades, mm-hmm. they, they take all these name brand players. I call them name brand players, right? Yeah. But they're not really or putting together a team where people have their certain roles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, look, Dennis Rodman made it to the Hall of Fame because he was a rebound champion and played these. Stuck to what he knew. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. and literally you, you saw like, you know, when, when Michael Jordan, they discussed it, and they're you know, like, yeah, we just need you to go and do this, man. We, if you we do this, we can handle everything else. And people would just play their roles. Yep. Now it's, it's all about just 
oh, you're a great player, so you're MVP, so let's put you on here. But it doesn't work because, you know, it is like it's only one ball, so mm-hmm. people have to play their roles. Like, look, if you look at look at Milwaukee, Milwaukee, it, it was was great because they have actually have three players on there making over $30 million, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, but you're talking about they don't have a big three, but they in essence do, yep. you know. <laughs> By salary standards. By salary sure standards, they have, they have a big three. But look, Giannis was a guy that was supposed to get the ball and dominate. Dominate, and dominate, and then everybody else played their role. That's how they won the championship. You know, it, 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 when you put all these other Play players together, yeah, it's, it, makes it, it makes it a mess. Hey, big baby, uh, you watch the show a lot. You mm-hmm. know that we end each episode with a segment that we call Money Mike's Out of Bounds. Mm-hmm. And Money Mike is going to go ahead. Hopefully, he's got one ready for us. We, I, so. I do. And, oh, I, and I would love to hear big baby. All right. Babies. So what Money Mike's going to do, Money Mike's going to go ahead and tell us about a situation, topic, or such. And he just wants to know if his opinions or thoughts on that topic are inbounds or out of bounds. Money Mike, you're on. Hey, you know, big baby Jonathan, man. You know, I'm gonna put you on the spot with this one. I'm just letting you know. So, and and, and we are being recorded, and you cannot plead the fifth. <laughs> so, I was thinking about this when I was coming in, and the Lakers are zero and two. And again, I'm not trying to panic. I know it's early in the season. Yeah. Um, I think that we still have 100 percent chance to win the championship. But I'm, but I knew you was coming on, so I wanted to ask this question. I was thinking about our last year's team. And, and who we had on there and what the narrative was on that team. And we, on that last team that we had, and you know who we had and who we didn't, like we didn't have Carmelo, we didn't have Westbrook, we didn't have right. none and Dwight and all these other people. But we were in line to win a championship. And the reason, and the narrative was, before all the offseason trade stuff, was that if – AD wouldn't have gotten hurt, and if this would have happened, that we would have won the championship. Am I out of bounds to say that the Lakers should have not made of all, all these moves for this team and stuck with the last year's team and try to run it back? Because I think last year's team is a better team, you know, than this team right now, based on uh, chemistry as well as everybody knowing their role. So am I out of bounds to say that? This last year's team would, could win the championship more likely to win the championship than this year's team. No, your uh, statement's good. You know, I agree with you 100%, man. So it's inbounds. Um, but the, I agree too, man, because I know we won championship in the bubble. We should have just kept that good veteran team with Avery Bradley, Danny Green, Dwight, Rondo, Caruso, Kuzma, KCP. In fact, if we would have didn't, like, jump the gun and get, you know, get the players that we had, you know, um, Dennis Schroeder, Andre Drummond, all of them. I think we would have went back to back if we would have had that old school veteran roster coming back, guaranteed. Here's We're, the thing, though, guys. I, th- I think here's yeah. the thing. you're out of bounds. The reason why, bounds. yeah, you're out of bounds. The reason why you're out of bounds is yeah. because it's not how this team is designed. It's not how this team was put together. This team was put together with a bunch of one year, two year contracts. Mm-hmm. So each year you have to turn those over for some sort of asset. You have mm-hmm. to it into so a KCB all these one or two year deals when you're surrounding a LeBron and an AD which is how the team continues to be built that in itself necessitates turning over the squad almost every season and it's not great 
it's not great. And it always makes for some kind of, you know, some nervousness and so forth. But that's how the team is designed. Yeah, see, I just feel like why blow up a team that was considered to be a championship team? That that's just my question. That 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 literally is like my question. Not that I, I'm hate this team. I'm not saying I hate this team. No. I'm just saying we were a championship caliber team and we literally blew this team up. And I just feel like we should have probably just tried to run it back again without any injuries. I agree with you 100 percent man, because you know, like you said, players play their role big parts in this cha- that championship run in 2020, you know, and uh, it's unfortunate. And uh, we have this team where we have now, and we got to just roll with the flow and keep it pushing. Marathon continues. Hey, I appreciate you agreeing with me on the record. You think that other, uh, last year's team could could win the championship. Yeah. All right. All right. Big baby, can you do us a favor? First of all, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a long time coming and uh, mm-hmm. we really like having you back. But can you let everybody know what the best way is to follow Big Baby Jonathan and keep up to date with what you've got going on? Okay. Follow me on Instagram, Big Baby Jonathan underscore. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Big Baby Sports Podcast. I talk about Lakers pregame, postgame show, anything related, anything related to Laker news. Money, Mike Simpson. Thank you so much for having me on, man. It's a pleasure. Yeah, we got to do a show on my end. You know, we got to do big Absolutely. Big Anytime invite us, you know, we're happy to do it. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks for having me on. All right, everybody. So that was great. Big Baby was awesome. This time has a lot of thoughts, of course. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's yeah. I, I love I love Big Baby, uh, you know, take on things because he's he's like us. You know, we he is, is feeling. You know what I mean? Like Goes it, off it, of his gut. He yeah. just says what's on his mind. Right, right. And, I, and that's amazing because, you know, that's how it should be. It's like I, I I don't like the generic answers and and oh it should be that and according to analytics no man I'm looking at what I see on the court and and right now what I'm seeing on the court is a whole lot of good players that don't know how to play with each other. And you know what I, I'm not going to buy that it takes a while for them to get to, to get going because they do this every four years for the Olympics and go and kick ass. Well, look, and also so they, too, they put all these great players together and somehow they mesh real quick. Well, look, let's look at it like this, right? In Carmelo and LeBron, good friends. Mm-hmm. So, They've been playing I mean, together a lot. So long you time. mean to tell me they haven't been playing together in exactly. what pickup games or, or worked out together? You know, same thing with rest, but come on, man. Y'all, y'all should already know each other, but hey. Exactly. But you know what? Hey, big shout out to my. See, I'm, I'm getting on my. Um, we didn't make the rules because B was always, you know, he's a Clipper fan. I just want to make for the record Lakers are one and two and the Clippers are 0 oh and two. So shout out to B. B. <laughs> Lakers are ahead of them. Now we're in 12th place, but they're 13th. Lucky 13 for the Clippers. All right, everybody. Great episode. <laughs> uh, next week is Halloween. Uh, we will not be here. We'll be playing an encore presentation, but we will be back the following week with our boy Step Hat and full squad, and we'll be ready to go, right, Money? And we have a special guest that week, too. Oh, we do. That's right. Maggie. Yeah. Oh, we have a wonderful guest that week. It's going to be great. November 7th, Maggie. She's a doctor. She's wonderful. Uh, we'll get some great info from her, and she actually has – there's a formula – actually, for determining the likeliness that a player will get injured. Mm-hmm. So you can definitely use that in fantasy. Yeah. All right, guys. So thank you very much. We'll be back in a couple weeks, but uh, be sure to tune in next week for an encore presentation. Happy Halloween. Stay safe and boo.
A podcast for the fans, by the fans. Dive deep into the topics the other shows miss, raw and uncensored. And he's going to play team ball. His legacy is at stake. Rare, hard-hitting interviews with players, coaches, and you, the super fans. I'm not hating. I'm like, okay, cool. Three championships in five years. He's more than good, bro. Profanity Nation. Listen live or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Powered by Jesse Brown of Keller Williams. 